never wake a sleeping baby. Thanks for listening to the Dearest Doula Podcast. This is Natalie Signs, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 6, The Art and Science of Infant Sleep. Doula community. I am really excited to introduce you to all of our guests here on the show today. We have some returning guests, Bianca Sprague and Natasha Marchand. You might remember them from episode 79, which is just an amazing episode all about birth worker blogging basics, tips, tricks, and major pitfalls to avoid. We're so excited to have them back on today. And, um, and just in case you don't remember, Bianca and Natasha are both doula and business consultants, as well as the co-owners of Babo Mia. While they're currently based in Toronto, they offer all programs online and internationally. Our other guest today is Brandy Hadfield. She is a speaker and wellness coach, as well as the current president of Attachment Parenting Canada, and she offers holistic wellness solutions to sleep-deprived parents. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Now, I know Mm -hmm. I gave just a really brief introduction. Is there anything else you feel like you'd like to add to, to our intro today? You did an excellent job, and you did it so quickly. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Great. Well, so um, I'm really excited because today's topic is the art and science of infant sleep, and I know that you three have been working really hard on presenting some really great information for both parents and birth workers on this topic. And so before we dive like really deep into that, this show was created for that new and prospective birth worker. And because we don't know what they might know about this topic, and we just want to assume that it's little if anything. So why don't we go ahead and start off with just a brief description of what we're hoping to talk about today and why you feel that's important. Um, I'll start. I know um, Bianca and I, both being doulas, I'm Natasha. Um, we're, we've been doulas for over a decade, and this is a topic that came up almost Every time we had a client, we would attend their birth, we would help them in the postpartum, and then around the three-month or four-month mark, we'd start to get questions again about sleep. And, you know, depending on who the clients were, we could we could either send them to somebody who does sleep cons- consultations or sleep training, but there were so many of our clients who just were not into that. They didn't want the tears, they didn't want um, strict schedules or crying, and so we didn't have any place to send them. Um, we could give them our perspective and our knowledge, but we really, they really wanted to sit down with an expert and, and learn what the next steps are and really know what's important as far as, as infant sleep goes and what's normal um, biologically. And so Bianca and I kind of did a little bit of cyber stalking here in the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> and trying to find somebody who would qualify um, as as somebody that could help these um, clients of ours. And I found Brandy who was doing a ton of amazing work here for attachment parents and parents who were on this side of the fence as far as sleep training and, and, you know, babies crying and all of that stuff. And we just sat down and we worked together and we created this great program called dream on the art of infant sleep, which was a class designed for women who are pregnant or have new children to learn what is normal for babies and how we can cope with that. Um, And that's basically how it all began. 
Mm -hmm. Then we became a nice little threesome. Um, (laughs) But it was it was really important because if you you know anybody here who's either currently working with clients or or thinks they might want to be work in the field of um, you know with the babies and the bellies, uh, it's it's interesting because there was so little like there was nothing alternative. And I Mm. I know that Natasha and I that was something really important to us is that we didn't want like we didn't feel right about the crying it out. And I remember we bought a book. that was a quote unquote gentle sleep book. And at the end of it, it was just like, and if these things don't work, then just let your baby cry. And we were like, what? So we knew we had to build something um, just to make sure that all, you know, there was a huge community that didn't like the idea of putting their baby in a crib and closing the door and and waiting the hour while they scream. Um, Beyond that as well, um, even if there's families that don't necessarily um, consider themselves attachment parents or, you know, want to put that label on themselves. There's parents that maybe their children have special needs, for example. Um, and they just, that's not an option for them. And they're not necessarily going to go Googling attachment parenting methods and they want an expert to come and sit with them and identify some opportunities and some changes they can make, um, to service their unique needs. I'm yeah, so glad. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to say that was really important to us too, that, you know, although Brandy is um, the president of Attachment Parent in Canada, that we like, we want to work with all parents who want alternative um, support around sleep, that they don't have to label themselves in as attachment way. parents in any way whatsoever. They just want a gentler sleep option for their themselves and their babies. Mm -hmm. I think that's so great. And the reason, one of the reasons why I'm so excited about today's interview is because I feel like you really focused in on a point, a pain point that we see a lot as birth workers. And that doesn't get a lot of limelight, even here on the Dearest Doula podcast, when we interview our birth workers and they share their biggest struggles or their pain points, um, a lot of the focus, at least for the birth doulas, is working in that labor room with the mom. But it is in those postpartum visits that we do get to see these other issues where you realize parents aren't getting all of their choices and all of their options. And so for you guys to recognize that and to create something that's not only going to help parents, but also to be able to help these birth workers better fulfill that role of informing and educating and supporting these parents is just so amazing. And so I know that we're all going to be really excited to learn more. And um, on that whole note of how there are all different kinds of variations of normal and as much as I don't like using the term normal I do kind of want to touch on um, having perhaps Brandy and you all talk about what is that normal infant sleep and and the art of infant sleep that you're talking about (laughs) take it away Brandy (laughs) (laughs) well um the thing is that parents need to not expect their baby to sleep through the night at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sleep through the night would be considered five hours consecutive because it just, it's really changes from night to night and age and stage. And it's not a linear path. Um, so what's normal is changes, mm-hmm. <laughs> changes from night to night, from month to month. You know, it's not like your baby is sleeping through the night um, and you can say, great, check that off the list. That's, that's done. Right. Um, because something's going to happen, teething, traveling, sickness, um, developmental milestone and so on. Um, that's going to interrupt that sleep, you know, and they're going to want to feed through the night or they're going to want contact or to know that they're not alone or to practice their skills. There's just a myriad of 
things that can happen and just remembering that they're humans. They're just humans who are small and very, very primal. I think too, one of the big problems that Bianca and I have encountered is that the the belief out there is that the babies should be sleeping through the night by four months. Mm -hmm. And we know that by four months, that's when babies start to like almost do the opposite. Like yeah. it's a big growth stage and um, it's very challenging for parents. So when they're thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have my baby sleeping through the night by four months, I must be doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. It causes so much stress and anxiety that doesn't need to be there. So if parents are learning early on that this is what's gonna happen at four months, expect that, um, then there's less stress and less mm -hmm. anxiety. And that listening to your baby's cues and allowing them to wake through the night, not allowing, but if they wake through the night, that's okay. And that it's actually a very healthy thing for these babies to be doing. Yeah. And, and I think by letting, um, our clients know either prenatally or when they hit that milestone that everything's normal, it, it takes away that, that maybe the potential shame or disappointment that the mom has that there's either something wrong with their household or something wrong with their baby. Yeah, it's a huge... um, so by having that, you know, by letting them know what to expect <laughs> along the way up to the age of, you know, two to three, then, I mean, obviously sleep, sleep issues never end <laughs> um, or sleep changes, um, but letting them know, you know, these things are normal, that, that there's less of a shock and there's not, you know, the, the match, the expectation and the realities match, which is really important. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You guys just said so many great things right there. The knowledge bombs. Like Bianca, I love how you just changed it from sleep issues to sleep changes. And I think that's so on point. And I'm nodding along vigorously with everything you're saying. My little one just happens to be, ha happens to have hit the four month mark last week. And so we've totally seen that shift where it was like, wow, okay, she slept for like five hours straight. And then, and then it's up to every two. And now it's definitely every hour and a half to two hours and just taking it in stride and recognizing that that's just the way things have to go when we're meeting her needs and trying to dispel that notion that a good baby is a sleeping baby is really hard for parents especially when you're constantly inundated with that from everybody that you meet and that meets you one of the first things they ask oh you have a little baby do they sleep through the night do they sleep well for you and it's like well she sleeps well but that doesn't mean that she sleeps through the night you know she, she sleeps the way that she needs to and we do what we need to for her so so I think that's so great that um, you guys are highlighting all of these things for parents. So I'd like to kind of transition over into talking about your sleep education or sleep educator certification process, what all that entails, what somebody can expect to learn in that, and um, just anything else you'd like to share about it. Sure. Yeah. So our program is a, it's online, so it's accessible to um, people interested in taking it globally. It's a six-week program. The classes are twice a week. Um, we have an amazing Facebook support group. So as they're going through the training, they can you know, bounce things off. And, and we're really interactive with everyone who works on the program in, the, in that Facebook group. And then there's um, that so there's that peer-to-peer -peer support. And then they finish with a case study for um, trying, you know, getting hands-on with their clients. We also think it's really important because the business side can be really scary for people who might be just stepping into that entrepreneurial, you know, trying on their entrepreneurial hat. Mm -hmm. So we offer a lot of that business support through the program and the last portion of the certification is actually supporting them with their business. Um, so that we, you know, we give as many documents as they need and everything's you know, templated so they can brand it for them and, and they get handed, you know, classes that they can work on with their own clients or freebies that they can give to their clients 
as marketing tools. So all of that's created for our students as they go through the program by us. I think that one of the biggest things that people leave with is they leave with their consult form. They leave with their um, their sleep package that they can give back to their clients. Like they, tools. Yeah, their tools, everything. They essentially leave with everything they need to do next, plus they get to keep us forever. Um, <laughs> And we support them, you know, as they go through their first couple of clients. So, um, or like I said, forever. Um, and as well as they leave with all their slides for their dream on and art and science of infant sleep and all of their speaking notes, like they can just go out the next day and teach a class. Um, or take a client. And, or take a client. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes it really exciting for us is that um, they're ready to launch when it's done. And and that's something that's really important to Bianca and I from the doula side is making sure that our doulas launch and are able to, instead of being kicked from the nest, they really know the next step. Yeah. And have their hand held through that, which is, that was one of our core values is that ongoing support. Um, it's also great too, because we set up a directory on our website at babelmia.com. And so it allows them to get their free listings up. So as people are looking for sleep support, that they can search and our graduates are all listed there around the world, which is exciting for expecting a new parents. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, I'm so excited and we're going to make sure to put links to that in our show notes page so that all of our listeners can find your course just a little easier as well. And before we close out today, I'd love to have you just touch on the nitty gritty of today's topic and what you hope all of our listeners walk away. If they could only walk away with one or two points about the art of infant sleep, what would you hope that that is? Um. Think one key, I already said, don't expect your baby to sleep through the night. And the second would be um, to create a strategy around managing health and wellness for the nighttime parents or the parents who are doing the nighttime parenting, the nighttime parents. <laughs> Just the nighttime. The daytime ones will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is that um, parents welcome their, their little one into the world and then they, they, they have a real hard time with that shift of what life looks like and that they can't um, necessarily do the same things they were doing before they can't Netflix binge until one in the morning and expect to feel okay the next day so if we can shift the expectations away from unrealistic expectations of the baby and shift the work on us and our own self-care as parents then that would make a tremendous difference and just you know life looks different now and that's okay um not to be scared you know um, but also that idea too, that if we're, if we're taking the expectations to ourselves, you know, how can we get help around us to make mm-hmm. sure that we stay healthy and well mm-hmm. too, because, you know, it's we, we still, yeah, when you're on two hours sleep, That's right. <laughs> we still need our sleep. We, we still need our wellness. We still need our things that make us feel whole and happy. Um, so how can we create a life around this biological norm of baby sleep? so that we're still healthy and happy and everyone in the whole family is happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we've shared some really great information and now I'd like to just touch on any other additional resources you guys might have where our listeners can go to learn more. Okay, we're going to be providing the listeners with an infant sleep fact sheet, which has all the do's and don'ts um, regarding baby sleep. And then um, included in that is a ton of resources if, if um, People want to dig deeper and further into uh, where we got all our information and learn more. Um, so the top three books I'd recommend would be um, Sweet Sleep, um, which La Leche League put out, um, which the authors are Teresa Pittman, and I'm 
totally, another one is escaping me and I apologize. You're wonderful and amazing. <laughs> um, then I would say the baby sleep book by Dr. Sears is a great reference. Um, Oh, you know what? There's an amazing book that has nothing to do with sleep that I'd highly recommend, which is The Art of Extreme Self-Care by Cheryl Richardson. And I think that's amazing. It gives practical self-care um, ideas for, for parents and for birth workers to give to parents. I think that ties in nicely. It does. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, so those that are wanting some more information to either as parents, as new parents, and you'd like some more sleep support, or for birth workers that would like to have that continuity of care, you can continue offering a really great service to your clients well after the labor and birth. We have our next infant educator sleep program. Uh, the certification starts in November, which is really exciting. So we've just opened up the registration for that. And you can find it on our website and we'll share that link with you as well. Um, so you can head over there and we have a code for the listeners and it's sleepy bird, right? Yeah. Yes. All sleepy caps. bird, all capitals. All um, and that gives you 20% off the registration, which is very exciting. So you can grab your spot because we filled up in the summer session really quickly. Man, that is amazing. You guys are always just bringing amazing value to the show. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate that with your interviews, with your support as sponsors, and then with everything you brought for our listeners today. Thank you all so much. So let's go ahead and wrap up with you guys just closing by sharing a little bit more about the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. We make it so you can get a hold of us in all the ways. <laughs> um, you can find us on our website at babelmia.com. And we also have a lot of fun over on our Instagram channel, which you can find us, our handles, Babo underscore Mia, and on our Facebook page as well, which is just forward slash Babo Mia Inc. And we have lots of conversations and fun tips and tricks that are always going up there. Um, and you can, you can check out our blog as well, which will be in all the places I talked about. <laughs> and we also have a free um, group, which I believe that you're a part of as well, online for doulas who are just getting their business started and need some business support. It's called Strategies and Support for Doulas in Business. Awesome. Yes, I am. All right, great. Well, we'll be sure again to put links to all of these. Um, oh, I forgot what I was supposed to say, but that's just my typical closing, and uh, we'll, which they'll be able to find by going to dearestdoula.com, clicking on the podcast button, and searching for this episode's show notes page, or by typing infant sleep in the search bar. You'll also have this episode's show notes page pop right up. Thank you again, you three wonderful ladies, for coming on and sharing all of this wonderful value and wisdom. Um, thanks to you, we're now all one step closer to being connected, educated, and empowered, and we hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank you.